guys, it's Britt Dowd, and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. Hey guys, wanted to jump in here before we have this chat of part two with Scott Riley with Forever Green. Um, this is the second part of the chat, and we go over, guys, some really, really good stuff. So the first part, last episode, if you missed it, go back and listen to it, because it's Mr. Riley's story of how he scaled this business, um, all the background, all the ups and downs that we always talk about. But this second part is really unique. It's a chance for me, and this is why it was so long, it was a chance for me to just pick this guy's brain, because um, he's a couple years ahead of where I want to be. Um, and he talks about how even how his margins have changed from you know going from 2,000 clients to 5,000 clients. Um, we talk about what CRM he uses. Um, we talk about how everyone in his company is incentivized differently and the bonuses that the techs receive and uh, how, why he hasn't taken buyouts and what was his biggest hiring mistake. And, um, and he talked about that, which was really good, is hiring when you need them. And so we just go into all of these logistics and nuances and things that we wrestle with that is real in small business and we talk about it at his scale and i think it will really help you guys um, think bigger i know in a previous episode we talked about you know get around people who you can't outgrow and get around people who expand your opportunities expand your possibilities and so that's why i love the second part of this chat so be sure to listen in take notes this is the part two with scott riley forever green what kind of what kind of crm are you running to manage your client base and send out invoices with that many clients we're running uh, real green okay and i'm sure that you've heard of them but you know that was uh Shout out to them. I mean, you know, they they got a good they got a good product. They they charge for it as they should, you know, as you should for your services. But you know, it was it is it, it gave me an opportunity to do that scaling part. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that they can do for you, uh, not they necessarily, but that their software has the capabilities of doing. That sure can save you time and make you look just super professional and have you stand out above others. Um, but, uh, that's who we've been using and, yeah, the CR system is all, CRM is all in there. If you're talking about the call log and stuff like that, yeah, it's all associated in there. So that's who we've been using since 2008. And when I did that in 2008, I had a heart attack. I mean, I can't remember how many thousand dollars I spent. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, I barely make a living. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to be honest with you, if I wasn't, if I was married at that time, it's funny how the Lord works out. If I was married at that time and had kids. I'd probably been out of all business. Yeah, but I'm single. I'm 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 living on very little and getting by fine. I never never had to do that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, as far as you know, when making enough money to support a family, so kind of funny how that works out. No a little way until I got married, and then I may have been that when I decided to shift. 
shift gears harder yeah. and continue to try to grow with the business. To push, yeah, yeah. Um, what what would you consider your biggest hiring mistake has been? Hiring them when you need them. Mm. You need to hire them. You need to be recruiting always. And that's something that uh, with this training platform I want to do is have an onboarding process. So before your guy quits and you're stuck and you hire anybody walks in the door, you're a little more selective and you've done some homework and you've talked to people and they become a little more familiar with you and your story and what you're about and what the job actually entails as opposed to somebody coming in and saying, you know, I heard you needed some help. And you're like, yeah, go get in the truck with uh, with John. Yeah. You know, and we've all been there. In this type of work we're in, the weeds control fertilizer, you just can't let anybody go out there and do that in any way. Uh, but staffing has always been been, the, been an issue, mm-hmm. and it always will. Yeah. But, you know, we just uh, try to always be recruiting. No, that's good. That's really good. What I mean, what's your what's your biggest hurdle that you're looking at right now? Um, is it uh, like are you trying to to pay down debt and develop systems around the three locations that you have? What's kind of the biggest thing that you're wrestling with personally as the owner? Man, just to be able to you know continue to grow healthily and keep mm-hmm. your keep a decent margin. Mm-hmm. You know, you can grow if somebody's willing to spend a bunch of money, they can grow. But the, the, the sweet spot is how you grow and how you make a, a, a good enough living for what you're having to do and, and, you know, and being able to look at it at the end of the year and be able to see the growth, the value you've added to the company on top of being able to take care of you and your family yeah. and your staff, and your team and your customers. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's a, there's a few good days and a few bad days, but we all know there's a whole lot of days in between where it's uh, – yeah. It's just freaking work. And, yep. you know, Babe Ruth said, he said, uh, you can't win today's game off of yesterday's home run. Mm. So every day's a new day, right? Shout out to Floyd Mayweather and shout out to Babe Ruth. Hey, man. R.I.P. Come on. <laughs> Come on, babe. Um, okay, so here, I would love to know, again, this is kind of a selfish question, but what what have your margins looked like? If you don't mind sharing, you can just share percentages, but from 2,000 clients to 5,000 clients, have have they declined slowly and you're just, you know, you've well, got a, because, a bigger piece of the pie now or what does that look like? Well, because we have continued to, to grow and scale over a lengthy period of time, mm-hmm. I mean, the margins have remained within a few percentage points. Okay. Okay. Where they were, but that's the that's the key about healthy growth. Yeah, um, you know there was one year I did. Are a you around day. what 20 percent margins? That would be that would be fair too. Yes, sir. Okay, that would be that would be, be and I, you know it depends on how many salespeople I have. Mm-hmm. You know I have people that you know just sell business, so that can you know you know I got several of those, so that can bring your payroll up, but you're generating more revenue and more long term. Uh, more long-term revenue as well. And how many, how many people are you employing at, with 5,000 clients? Well, in peak season, we're mid thirties. Uh, now, like right now we're probably twenties. Okay. Okay. Mid twenties. I'm guessing I'd have to do a head count, Brett, you know, from day to day, sometimes that'll change. <laughs> Supposed to have 30, but we only have 27 here. <laughs> yeah. We, we just showed up. <laughs> oh man, this is good, man. You know, that, 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 
another thing for me showing up. You bring that up. And for me, you know, that's one thing I did well when I was terrible at business. Yeah. I showed up. Yeah. And that's what, that's what keeps, that's what kept me going. And, uh, you know, you just got to show up. So yeah. many people have trouble just showing up every day. Yep. Yep. Even if you know you're going to take a lick, sometimes you just got to show up, strap yep. on, hang on, and get through. Um, yep. So, man, 30, 30 peak season employees, um, 5,000 accounts. If you don't, what's the breakdown again, if you don't mind, between each of the locations? Like, how many clients are in we West? Got, we probably got uh, 3,000, uh, 3,000, the Forever Green. In, in Tennessee, okay. and then we probably got fifteen hundred uh, termite pest control uh, customers, and then we probably got another uh, five hundred or better. And look, these are all roundabout numbers. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, yeah. To, You know, I didn't go in there and look this morning, but that's going to be pretty close. You know. Yep, yep. And that's in uh, Alabama, the five hundred. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, okay. That's good. Um, and do you? Are, do you own your trucks outright? Do you lease them? What does that look like? Well, I've got some, you know, I've kind of got a, you know, I've got a mixture of trucks. I have some three quarter ton pickup trucks and we pull trailers mm-hmm. uh, with our Z sprays or our steel green. Yep. Shout out to Matt Smith. Yep. But, um, uh, and then I also have the cab over trucks. You know, one thing that, you know, I think that real green to help me with was, uh, we got a good brand, good looking brand, good clean mm-hmm. trucks with a good wrap on them. Yep. And that was something that, you know, I saw, I seen your trucks. Yep. It looked great, by the way. Thank you. And I think the impressions that those vehicles can make out on the road rolling around are, are uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, yep. yep. Um, That's a rolling, rolling right. billboard. I mean, it's one of the easiest ways for brand recognition. Um, uh, by the way, side note, do you like the steel green? Yes, I do. Do you? Okay. Love it. Have you have you have you used the Z sprays in the past and then switched to steel green? We're in the process, but you know nothing against the Z spray. I mean, it's just uh, you know it's when you know the hungry mouth gets fed, right? Yeah, yeah. When when Matt and those guys come and they're talking and they're talking to you and you know asking you for feedback and want to get you involved in what they got going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey man, you got it was somebody willing to work it's with Matt you Matt Smith. You said that's correct. Steel Green. Where where are they out of now? Where's their base? Oh goodness, I don't know where their headquarters. I should know that. Uh, they're somewhere between us, maybe across the river. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. No worries. No worries. Um. Well, here here's my next question. I'm sorry, I'm peppering you with questions. And I, if no. you if you want to share more of your story, or you've got something that comes to mind, you just let me know. But I'm just firing off so that I can learn, and hopefully, our audiences. I, I'm loving it, man. I'm I'm loving this. This is this is cool. Um, what? How come you haven't taken a buyout yet? <clears throat> why you gonna, Why you want Why you want to sell your business? I don't know. Go sit your I cheeks think, in the sand. Know. I don't know. Well, you know, man. I, can you can you really do that? You know, God. No. You know, God made it to work. Bible yeah. says a man is full all the days of his life. You know what I mean? And look, we'll you know we're made to work and and get things done because I'm a yeah. true believer that production is what makes us happy. Production yep. yields happiness, you know, getting things done. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but I think that's important. People lay up on the couch and do whatever, play games all day after they eat Thanksgiving. Nobody needs a 20 ounce steak and mashed potatoes and peach cobbler because when you get done, you just feel like blah, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So I just think staying after it, uh, the Rolling Stone gathers no moth, right? So, you know, stay productive, stay after it. And I think that's just going to keep you fulfilled. You know, I don't want to be, not have any purpose or any reason not to get up and have something to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. I love that. And man, I, I, I was kind of hoping you were going to say that. I, I kind of figured given the fact uh, that you're just a killer and you're doing big things and you're a man of God and you got a great family and a great team. Um, I think it's good for uh, younger guys coming into the business to hear, hear how long you've been doing it, to hear the patience and consistency, um, almost this like methodical approach of just constantly chopping that wood every day. And, uh, the drive for, for progress and fulfillment more than just, Hey, I'm going to get bought out and go hit the beach somewhere with a margarita. That's really not the origin story for a small business owner. And it's not the exit story either, in my opinion. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What else, man? I mean, I'm, I've got many other selfish questions that I'll throw in here. But I want to know what what else from your story would you like to share with with a young guy out there? Maybe let's speak to a guy that has this happens a lot. He's got seventy mowing clients. Um, so let's just say seventy to one hundred and thirty mowing accounts, and he's got forty lawn application accounts. He wants to make the jump to do strictly lawn apps. He sees the profit margin. What would be what would be your advice to him as he tries to make that jump uh, 2021, 2022? Well, you're going to underestimate what it takes to get it done, first of all. Yeah. You're probably not going to set your goals high enough, second of all. And then you got to do the math and know what it's going to take to make sure that you're going to be able to pull that off. Yeah. And, you know, do the math. Um, and I think if you, if you know your math, you know your numbers, then you'll know what it's going to take. And then be realistic about what you're going to have to do to be able to get that done. Right. And you yeah. got to think about down to how many people am I going to have to con if you, if there's 250 customers you're going to need, you know, how, how can I go from what we say 40 to 250? Yeah. And then you got to, when, how fast do I have to be there? Yeah. You know, how fast do I have to, I have to have it by March? Do I have to have it by June? Yeah. And then just do, do the, do the math. And, uh, if it's attainable, obtainable, and all it's going to take is a bunch of hard work and a bunch of no's you're going to get. Then so be it. Go get it done. Yeah. Right. But if it's if it's not possible, maybe it's not time yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But what you what we're talking about has happened with me has happened or our team has happened over twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know. I think I go back to the guy who's been in there for two years, three years. I can take you to where I was three years in the business, and you want to get out too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It was ugly. Yep. It was ugly, yep. but thank goodness I didn't quit yep. and I showed up yep. and that's the key. And if you got a good strategy and you don't try to reinvent the daggum wheel, yeah. then if you just stick to you, stick to the strategy and be nimble, you yep. got to be able to be nimble and know when you got to make some changes. You know, when this COVID thing hits, Hey, there's, there's changes that have to be made, yeah. Yeah. you know, and you can, as a leader, you can't sit back and, and be a victim. Right. Yeah. We got to, we want to be a victor. We want to get out there and us push and shove in the marketplace and get what we want as far as, you know, being, uh, uh just subject to the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good, man. That is good. That is awesome. That is awesome. Taking notes here, Scott. Well, can, can I ask you a couple other questions or you got, you got more you want to share? 
No, man, and you're good. You fire away. I, I have all the time that you have. I will say that we, I, I hit just a little bit on communication. Yeah. And being such a deep topic, and I think so many people, you know, can learn so much from communication. A lot of that's at your fingertips now. Uh, you can get on YouTube and you can learn how to communicate, how to persuade, how to and how to treat. You know, it, 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 this this type of stuff is so worth your time to learn and to skill up on because it not only helps you at your workplace, it helps you at home with your wife, with mm. your kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, communication goes across all of that. And I can't stress enough how important every day. I asked, I put a survey out not too long ago to all my employees. I said, what, what's our biggest downfall? And it's always communicating from the sales guy to the technician communicating from the customer or from the technician of the customer mm. or commu- you know it's always about communication yeah and you can't you've got to be clear and everybody's got to be on the same page and be committed no other options to communicating clearly to everybody mm. and is that is that just time for your technicians i mean more and more reps because i find i mean we we motivate we educate we tell them hey this is these are the FAQs that you're going to get during this application. Here's how you need to respond. And it just seems like there's still, it's kind of like that where you get in a group and you say one thing in one person's ear and then the next person passes it. And by the time it gets to the client, somehow or another, the most simple message got fouled up somewhere in between. Is is that just like they haven't had enough reps? They're not confident. They're, they're not fully engaged. I just... It seems like I got to well, tell them fifteen times before they actually understand exactly what needs to be communicated to the client. Well, here's the deal: we get we get rusty as humans, yeah. right? We we get rusty, meaning like if we're not, we don't have things in front of us on a daily basis. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing every day. We've heard that saying, right? So like, you, your blade gets dull. You got to keep your blade sharp meaning that it never is going to really go away. People will gravitate back to winging it out there. Mm. Uh, but what you do is you continue to make them practice, drill it, and rehearse, practice, drill, rehearse, over and over and over until they get it. Yeah. And then, and even then when they get it, if they quit practicing it, they'll get rusty. Yeah. Sales is, is, is notorious for that. You know, you got a sales guy, he's got to be plugged in some type of sales training yeah. or he's just wandering yeah. and he has good days and bad days and thinks it's the customer when actuality is them. Yeah. They're responsible for their results. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're either going forwards or you're going backwards. There's no in between, huh? That's right. Okay. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, what kind of, what kind of like ongoing training I mean, I'm sure you have team leaders and managers. How, how, how are you getting feedback from boots on the ground to make sure that your team leaders are involved, your managers are involved, and they know the pulse of kind of what's going on? I mean, because that's, that's where you're getting your feedback. Right. Well, you know, up until this year, before COVID, you know, we met every morning. You know, I'm looking at them right in their eyes and things, you know, obviously this year changed a little bit. You know, we're trying to social distance, keep our, uh, keep, keep guys in the same truck by themselves. And um, just now, after COVID, you know, we're relying more on text messages uh, mm-hmm. to communicate to each other. And just using the technology that's available to us to, um, you know, to, to try to 
continue to stay plugged in with our team because you can't just neglect them. Yeah. You got to continue to stay plugged in with them. And, uh, you know, we just continue to try that. And we're still trying to work out those kinks this new this new year we're in. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, so far so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there any specific way that you structure your morning meeting to make sure the guys are getting the information that they they need, uh, that you're motivating them, and that you're extracting good conversation out of them? Sure. You know, uh, failing to prepare is always preparing to fail. And I always, if I'm going to have a, a meeting, you know, generally I'll spend a few minutes early in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. gathering what I need and the things I want to cover. Mm. So I don't just go in there and wing it. And I'm not going to say that I hadn't in the past. I just think if you want, you know, nothing's worse than a bad meeting that people don't need to be in. Yeah. You know, that's just a waste of everybody's time especially people that don't need to be there. So I try to have meetings for only the people who need to be there and then be prepared as a leader and try to get across to them uh, the points that you need to. And, you know, as a leader, it's it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And, you know, sometimes you, 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 you you don't want, you want them to make their own decisions and come to the same conclusion as you are, Mm -hmm. as you have, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to feel like you're shoving it down the throat constantly. Yeah. Hmm. And so are you guys, I mean, do you normally meet quick team huddle as a large group every day or they're like, we used to to, Brent uh, prior to this year and then started this year when all the COVID stuff, that's when, you know, we're having a lot more things via the cell phones, uh, we're doing more Zoom meetings, obviously. Yeah. Uh, just we're having to change up, you know, having to change up how we do business. Yeah. What What time are your guys getting to the shop, and then how quickly are they getting out the door? So you know, I'm early bird. I'm up every morning, super early, four o'clock in the morning. I'm rolling. Um, but generally, I have a leader or two get here about six a.m. Mm-hmm. Technicians start rolling in. Law technicians roll in at at six thirty. Uh, termite pest control technicians generally roll in about 7.30. And then uh, after that, it's just, for me, it's getting those guys out. And then um, I get back and I start working on the business, just various things that I got going on, whether mm-hmm. it's trying to do some marketing or trying to solve some problems, whatever that may be. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. And are they, are each technician, are they doing their own route or do you guys have somebody scheduling for them? We do. We have people scheduling. Okay. We've tried it both ways. Um, it just seems it seems to operate smoother um, as far as us scheduling it in house and the technicians coming in and having their work orders ready for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've tried it the other way, but it just seems like the technician is never off work. So um, we have uh, we we've been doing that and we've been utilizing text, you know, for our scheduling, mm-hmm. which is you know game changer. If you, you know, if you hadn't done that, it just, uh, not as many calls and emails and, you know, I think your text open rates are like 98%. So it's a good way to get your message to somebody. Yeah. And are you guys, are you guys notifying ahead of time each and every single client or just call aheads? Just call aheads. We, you know, your call aheads, you know, they drive up your cost. I'm sure you know, and, and they can be, you know, they can be troublesome Mm -hmm. at times. For mm-hmm. a lot of gate and a dog, I totally understand. But I don't want my my the the sweet person in the office, sweet young lady who's trying to schedule that work to have to resell that service every time they call them. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we we want the people who agree to the service, they know the service, they know what's coming, they know what to expect, and then makes those call ahead so much easier. 
And have you, do you set that boundary at the point of sale? Like, do you say, you know, hey, Mrs. Jones, do you have a locked gate or a dog? And then they say no, and then they just know they're not going to call ahead. That's correct. We generally have uh, points to the sale. What happens if they say, well, I would like to know when you're coming? Well, you know, they're customers and they're valuable and, and, and like anybody else, I'm going to try my best to work with somebody Yeah. until I can't work with them. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be nice to them and I'll try to work with them. And if Miss Jones wants to pay with a check, because she's always paid with a check, and, and I want her to be on auto pay or something like that with a car, but she demands she'll pay with a check and she's done it for the last 10 years. Now I'm going to, yeah. I'll be nice and I'll let her do that. Yeah. Now, did you actively go out and uh, audit and kind of dissolve the clients that were call ahead that didn't need to be? Or you we just slowly did go. it? Not, okay. yeah, not me personally, our technicians as we go. Okay. You know, okay. They'll, you know, I'll tell them keep an eye out for things that we could probably yeah. resolve. Yeah. if we can, to try to remove that call-ahead status if there's no reason. Yeah. But then you also run into the summertime here when we're, we're sending it out just about everybody because people mow grass. Mm. Yeah. And you don't want them to come back right behind you what you did and mow the grass. Yeah, yeah. You know, that can be uh, that can be problematic. Yeah. So we, we, during the mowing season, we're just at least sending notifications and we're coming. Yeah, 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 that's good, that's good. Well, you kind of brought it up, card on file, are you guys doing that? I mean, what what kind of uh, quality systems or setups do you have? I mean, with 5,000 clients, goodness gracious, I'm sure receivables can get out of hand in just a couple weeks. Listen, that's one thing that I probably should have done better is, you know, making sure that you secure your money before you do those services. Yeah. But it's, it's hard when you're, when you're focused top line, top line, top line. It's kind of like a give and take, I feel like. I mean... Well, you, you're right, but if you don't get the money, it doesn't do any good to go out and do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You, Are you guys now being retroactive and going back and trying to get everybody card on file, or how are you doing that? Of course, yeah. I'm in the process of putting together a letter right now to go out to you know for our renewals. Yeah, a renewal letter. We're you know trying to actually this next year go paperless. Um, COVID stuff is is you know I've always thought about it. But that is something that's just kind of put me over the edge. And I said, hey, if we're going to do it now, it's time let's to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. And we're sending out a a budget filling option for people where they can swap everything over to monthly. Yeah, and do it twelve months a year. Maybe make it get a car on file like that. Okay. So, can I? Okay. So the, the, I got a, a question here. With that, I, I I love that, and I've always thought about that. How are you getting around? You know, somebody that signs up in February, you know, they're going to have one price. Then you may have somebody sign up for round two, the rest of the year in May, their price is going to be different. How do you, because that monthly fee is going to change come January. Does that make sense? If they sign up a third of the way through the year, it's going to be different the following year. Well, yeah, that's right. So we take them from whenever they sign up to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So like now we could do 12 months for 2021 mm-hmm. and that's going to less than each month you go. That makes sense. A little bit. So you're, you're saying each month it's changing until by right. whenever so it gets. One less payment. So if we, they sign up middle of, or the end of January, the first of February, they'd have 11 months left. But as far as changing prices, our prices are the same per application. Um, for you, I'm not sure. You probably have a lot of cool season grasses. It may be more expensive on some applications than others. Is that correct? Uh, we just have some applications where we're doing like our fert and weed control plus grub. 
and it's all in one stop. That's really the only change in price. Um, is we, we have two times a year where we double bill, but every, every other time it's going to be 54 bucks, 54 bucks. And then the one time we double bill 108. Right. Well, for us, the good side of that, we, we don't, we don't generally price per application are the same, but we're like with your air race, we'll try to upsell them. That's mm-hmm. just the easiest upsell. Instead yeah, that's what we do. $360 a year for that air race or, you know, that one time fee, $360, you could add it for what? 12 bucks a month or something, whatever that math works out there. No, that's not right. Whatever it is. Um, you could just add that to their monthly package to be able to, you know, instead of them having to pay $120 for the aeration, they could pay $10 a month. Yeah. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. like those upsells, mosquito control services, you just add it to that, that budget billing. And again, once you get that card on file, people are way more likely now to set it and forget it. And, you know, they just keep that same service coming. But here, uh, so I just want to make sure that I fully understand. But here's here's my issue is, you know, because we can still hear, like, we'll start round one, uh, like, March. Earliest would be late February, but March. And we can keep round one open until May 5th. We just switch it to liquid as the growing season starts to happen. So I guess that's my thing is like when somebody signs up for a $450 yearly app program in May, whenever January rolls around, that price is going to be a lot lower, you know, because in May it's only, you know, it's divided by January, March, April. So it's divided by eight. Well, then when 2022 rolls around, that that 450 is now going to be divided by 12. Correct. So that's what we would do. You would we would go in and by the remaining months, and then at the end of the year when we send out our renewals, we we'll just break it down for that twelve months. Okay, so you you still have to go in there and then manually do it. Well, Real Green software. I mean, you basically just you just you just set in the amount of installments, and it automatically figures up the annual amount of uh, scheduled production. Mm-hmm. So just by clicking the button, it'll figure up those monthly installments in, in inside their software system. Mm, okay, that's and nice. I'm not the real green ninja now, but you know, so don't get me too deep in the real green. But no, but you I mean, you know that it can be done. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, for sure. Man, that's awesome. Did you guys, whenever you switched to monthly, did you see a tick up in percentage of aerating and seeding that you were closing? We are in the process of swapping the monthly. We have some okay. people on okay. monthly grid, but this is this is the push right now. That's where, good. Uh, it's going to hopefully help us. Uh, with less collections. Mm-hmm. How many how many aerating and seeding jobs did you do last year? So we don't we don't I don't have very much cool season grass. Oh, okay, okay. We're, we're probably eighty five percent Bermuda grass. Mm, you know, okay. five to ten percent zoysia, and we have a little bit of fescue, like my yard's fescue. But okay, we okay. just don't have a whole lot of that, and, and uh, I'm 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 certainly okay with that. Yep, yep. From from a maintenance standpoint. Yep, yep. No, that makes sense. Makes sense, man. This is good stuff. I, I hope you know I appreciate it. Um, and I think, uh, well, I know that our, our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this. Uh, another question that comes to mind is like, was it hard to take that first big chunk of money out of the business? And when when did you do that? I'm sure you slowly, gradually increased your salary, maybe did some owner's distributions, but I mean, dude, you got a big old fat business. Was it weird taking that first million out? No, no, I hadn't still don't know what that feels like. Uh, but I will tell you that, you know, I just, I'm an, I'm an employee here. So I, I get, I get my draw, my salary, uh, to run and operate the business. Yep. 
And you know, man, if you don't have that, if you don't have cash, you can't you can't grow. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything in business yep. without having access to some funds. So, yep. man, I you know I couldn't have I couldn't have been taken out big lumps of sums of money and yep. continue to grow the business. Yep. It wouldn't have happened. Yep. You know, my 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 spending is you know going out and you know getting a loan to purchase acquire business. And then, you know, obviously being able to hold up my end of that bargain and pay it off, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so, I mean, the the money was rolled back into the companies. Yep, yep. And back into my people, you know, the way I look at it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm betting on them. Yeah, yeah. And so what's your, I mean, you've got to be thinking about this as you grow it. And I mean, I mean, is your when you think about not necessarily retirement, but you know, you've got to have some sort of net worth that you're building up. Are you, are you only banking on the business? Are you also dabbling in real estate? Um, do you, do you do 401k? Is it a little bit of everything? Explain kind of your, your vision for your net worth and what you picture into your sixties and seventies. Well, I have, um, I've made a few moves in real estate. Uh, one minor move I got, I did, did, uh, acquire the property in Jackson, Tennessee that our office is at. So okay. that was a big, big move for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we offer a 401k package to our team here, which I, uh, participate in as well. And then, you know, I, you know, I have my own, I mean, I got my own mind and my own things going on as far as, um, investing in equities. I do do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, me and my brother, we also, uh, uh, got a little farm ground that we lease out, okay. and then we also got a hunter hunting operation. You know, I grew up duck hunting, mm-hmm. a big waterfowl. I hunted just about everything, but yep. um, you know, so so we also we also have that going on. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. You got a, you got a lot of irons in the fire, man. Well, I couldn't do it without my people, Brent. That's cool, man. You seem like a good dude. I want I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, two things here, because I know we've been chatting a minute. I want, uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you, pick your brain, maybe eventually, you know, see if they can get their hands on some of that training material, where can they reach you? And then I also want to give you the opportunity to share any any final thoughts with our listeners. Well, I appreciate it. You can find, uh, you can find our company or myself uh, on Instagram at the number four Evergreen 2001. That's the year we started. So it's the number four Evergreen 2001 and this holiday season we're going to put something out there for maybe free access to our followers Mm -hmm. uh, just temporary access into this training material more than anything i hope you love it but we want feedback so if you get in there and be be on the lookout that'll give you the reason to go follow us and and hopefully uh, in the next week or two we'll get something out there and give you a chance to look in there and see if that's something of value and if it is like i said uh just the feedback would be uh, worth everything man that's awesome that's awesome well mr riley it has been it's been an absolute pleasure for me man i could i could sit here and and listen to you talk about your business all day i've i've learned a ton i've got more than a page of notes here i hope you know that i appreciate your time i mean you're you're busier than ever so the fact that you took over an hour out of your day to share with our audience and allow me to learn and share your heart and your story uh, means means the world to me, man. Uh, I, I know a lot of guys are going to uh, begin to follow you and look up to you and it's cool. I, I just, I love that you're successful, that you're giving back to your people and more importantly, I love that you're a man of faith 
and uh, doing things the right way for your 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 influence. You've got a big sphere of influence, so that I'm happy. It's cool that guys can look up to somebody like you. Well, Brett, I really appreciate it, and you know, it's just you know, we all we all have some gifts, and you know, I really feel like this. You know, it's not me. This gift can be given. Gifts can be taken away. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the, you know, thanks to big man up there, just to, you know, it's him. It's just, it's not, uh, it's not us or not me. You know what I mean? It's just, it's what comes out of me. And I hope, it, I hope to help you and help uh, anybody else out there that needs help. And, and I just can't tell you how thankful I am to be here, how humbled I am to be, um, you know, right where I am at right now. And I just really am thankful for that. And, you know, my advice for people uh, moving forward is, Hey, if you just stay after it and don't quit, you can't ever fail. So, uh, don't quit work hard, you know, be committed, you know, have conviction, have a good attitude, take good approach and go out and get it done. Mm. Thank you so much. Hey guys, that is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast And uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there again guys thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly